Well, hello everyone. Peace be with you and thank you so much for being with us today and thank you for all the followers and welcome to Quantum Nurse Freedom live stream. And I am really been feeling blessed, although there are many moments that I feel sad, especially being aware of the things that's going on. But today we it is our blessing that we have Sister Asra Adiba with, with me and for all of you to listen, okay? So let me just say a little bit more about her and then she can tell us more. Okay, by, I mean, by the way, this podcast will be uploaded at some point at Quantum Nurse Freedom live stream at Quantum Nurse Rumble and hopefully at, we'll, it will stay at Quantum Nurse um, YouTube. And of course, Sister Adiba will make sure that she put post it in all other video live stream and all other platforms. I said, I better say that now because I tend to forget at the end where people can follow. I just was so used to having them view it uh, online uh, on, on, the, on the social media. Okay. So my sister Azra is trained in psychology, nutrition, and emergency medicine. She is the author of Metal Illness on Muslims, Microbes, and Metals, the most misunderstood elements of our time. She's one of the first students of the world-renowned Sufi Sheikha and Muhammad al-Yakubi of Syria, reaching people through the heart of Islam, love. She has written many articles on Islam and Sufism. She teaches people alternative emergency health, and I'm a witness to that because last month, I believe it was last month when I went to visit her, she had to right away, you know, excuse herself. We can't be having longer socialization because she has to respond to an emergency, um, emergency need. Okay. And she, which, and she has saved hundreds of lives through the years by God's grace and saved those she helped collectively millions of dollars which simultaneously preventing surgeries and invasive measures on the body she has been proclaiming oh, for over a decade that a greatest act of social activism in this era is taking care of you and your loved ones health thousands of people have written to her with heartwarming letters on how their lives were transformed after they, they've been around her, after implementing the knowledge and wisdom she has has given and shared. So that's Sister Asra for us. And so we're really blessed that even if she's so busy, she put her time today to share with you. So welcome, Sister Asra. Thank you so much, Grace. It's a, more of a pleasure for me uh in the name of god peace and blessings upon you and everyone who is with us live those who will watch later or listen later it's just a blessing to connect with people who are just searching for the truth so uh, and grace is a blessing in my life since the moment i met her actually she's one of those big hearted people whom actually literally i was drawn to in this big ballroom that's where we met during a conference of Dr. Rashid Buttars um, in June, a few months ago. So it's, a, it's an incredible blessing for me to have connected with Grace and thank you for inviting me to your show. Thanks, thank you for that mutual appreciation. And I usually um, don't start this way, but that I will have a request for us, especially for you with the request that, um, since lately, I noticed that a group of uh, emerging prayer groups have been coming and they've really invited me in different groups. So how about at this moment, can you lead us with a prayer? And I ask you that because I was raised as a Christian and from I was exposed in Catholic Christianity and but raised in Protestant Christianity. And I have friends from all different walks of life. And in the Philippines, we have Muslim sisters and brothers. So I just want us to see that if we can gather together in prayer and please lead. 
Oh, thank you so much for uh, that pleasure. Um, so I'll say it in Arabic and I'll translate part of it after. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin. Arrahmanirrahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. Sirat al-ladhina anamta alayhim. Ghayri al-maghdubi alayhim maladdalin. Ameen. So this is the first chapter in the Qur'an. Uh, and it's called the opening. So right now, we just need openings in our lives, in our hearts. So what we just said is, in the name of God, the most merciful and most beneficent, uh, all praise, all praise is due to the Lord of the worlds, the entirely merciful, the sovereign of the day of recompense. It's only you we worship and it's you we ask for help. Guide us to the straight path, the path of those upon whom you have bestowed your favor and not of those whom you have evoked your anger or of those who have gone astray. Amen, Amin. We ask for acceptance of this prayer. So it's it, Muslims use this prayer at least 17 times per day. Uh, just asking God for openings, openings of, of course, blessings and fill in the blank of whatever openings you need, wherever you need it in your life. Thank, thank you for thank that. You so thank you. And I'm glad it's beautiful prayer, especially in emphasizing about openings, because that without other word that came into my mind with the word opening is opportunities, opportunities, constantly opportunities. So with that opportunity is like we don't have to feel like we're stuck in one place, although it feels like like that nowadays. So maybe we could start Absolutely. with that. Well, we we could start perhaps more on what led you to uh, all the all the things that you're doing now. You you got trained in psychology. Was that your first love? Was nutrition your first love? And then you uh, were are trained in emergency medicine. Sure. Um, so yes, I majored in psychology, and um, you know, then became a very young mother. And basically, let me speed up actually, because then things progress. Um, you know, uh, I was of those um, who wanted to devote my time as a mother to my children. And then um, in the 2008, 2007, around there, when they were um, in elementary school, my kids, I started noticing some issues in their processing, in their um, anxiety levels and just various things. And so like very, you know, many suburban mothers just strutting along, realizing there are some, there are some issues here that I didn't expect children to have in, in just, um, you know, connecting. So and it pretty much led me to the toxicity of the world, uh, you know, one thing after the other. And that's where I wrote the book uh, exactly 10 years ago in 2011, Mental Illness. The, um, and the subtitle is um, uh, Misconceptions About Muslims, Microbes and Metals. So look where we are now. So 9-11, uh, which we just, you know, had the anniversary of, unfortunately, of that incident. So obviously Muslims are misunderstood. And, you know, if you look at the statistics, when the world after 9-11, when the mainstream was promulgating that all Muslims are terrorists, what we really know is maybe 0.001% are terrorists. Now, 2011, they say, you know, you should be afraid of all viruses, all microbes, whereas maybe 0.01% um, were affected by C-19. So neither are all Muslims terrorists, nor are all viruses causing disease. So you see, a decade ago, I wrote the book, which perhaps was, um, you know, before its time right, in terms of the microbes. So the misconceptions about Muslims, microbes, and metals. The misconceptions about Muslims is very clear. 
making a you know presidential statement that they're all terrorists obviously is a grandiose statement to say that all microbes are dangerous is just as a grandiose statement and we have all these great teachers telling us it's the terrain it's not the microbe and then the thing that we really need to look at are the heavy metals and that gets glossed over that is salient in our toxic world and that's so my book basically alludes to the fact metal illness being the title that a lot of the behavioral issues are coming from heavy metal toxicity and people are not looking at it so even in the realm of psychology and psychiatry thank god we have uh, and i'd like to mention them you know at the end if i don't at some point all of these psychiatrists that understand a holistic perspective now it's not just about putting them on medication it's about connecting them as a whole in their life connecting them with other human beings their family it's not about um, what's wrong with you it's about what happened to you in terms of i don't even like to say mental illness that's why i use the word mental illness so we have at least that category of therapists that understand that in order to heal somebody who's labeled with a mental illness, it's all about connection. It's all about you know, letting the surface layers, the onion layers peel away so we can see what, what happened to them, or as Gabor Mate might say, what happened uh, to their, what, was, what were they processing while what happened to them was traumatic. And I should say at the outset also, since the title of this um, part of this broadcast is about um, toxins plus trauma equaling major drama. So trauma, it comes from the a Greek word, which means a wound. So when we understand that there is an invisible wound, or it can be big, it can be in many parts, but there's clearly a wound there. And we want to get to healing, whether it's of the body or the mind. And healing has the connotation, etymologically, to mean wholeness. So when we put all these compartmentalizations like we do in medicine together as a whole, then we get full healing. So basically, I was led in this trajectory by necessity because we had uh, doctors, physicians not solving this for a long time. The first person that I went to see, so my kids, if, if I had taken them to mainstream allopathic doctors probably would have been labeled ADHD and things like that at that time a decade ago. Not extreme per se, but still not 100% you know where you would want them to be. So that's how I was led on this trajectory, realizing that the allopathic doctors don't have much to offer. I don't want them on medications just for their slight deficiencies. So, and then I saw that even the naturopaths, a decade ago, um, they didn't have all the answers because we were just starting and beginning to understand the world, the, the soup of toxicity that we're swirling in. We were just starting to understand that. So they didn't have all the answers either. So I, as a mother, just started looking into what works, what doesn't work, and just, you know, um, one thing led to the other, and that's how I was uh, led to, I was floored, actually, one of the first things I studied, and then I flew out to meet Dr. Abram Hoffer, I don't know if you're familiar with him, mm -hmm. um, the father of orthomolecular psychology. I met him a couple of years before he passed away, incredible gentleman, incredible doctor. So I was just floored to know here is a doctor who has cured, you know, it's a forbidden word, cured schizophrenia, something that the world is afraid of, you know, absolutely intimidated by. And I actually want to broach on that topic right away, which is when we talk about mental illness, you get a, a, a kind of a response of fright, you know, which is also the definition of somebody who has mental illness. They're in fight, uh, flight or frozen mode, but it's actually those around them, I think, that have more of that. They can't come to terms and they're so frightened that someone is processing things differently. And so now we have an understanding that 
The one who was labeled so, I'm sorry, the, the headphone falls, I just have to put it back on. So, but the one who was creative in, can you hear me still? No, you just got frozen earlier. Go ahead. Okay. And okay. So the, the person who Something is rubbing, labeled... rubbing, rubbing your, uh, okay. you know, if you try not to Let's, touch, okay, okay. Okay, it, okay, I apologize for that. It felt. So um, it's basically a creative processing. You know, our mind works in trying to uh, make symmetry. So it's another way of defining someone with a labeled mental illness, that they're just creative because they couldn't make symmetry. They couldn't make sense of what's happening around them. So there might be breakthrough metaphors, for instance. It's an extreme metaphor, metaphoric world that they live in. So it scares the onlooker more than it should. And part of the cure, the reason it's important to know that is part of the healing comes with sitting with them. And that's what one of my sites, if you go to sufisalon.com, will help train you with that to how to actually heal not be afraid of a schizophrenic, a bipolar person. And again, I, I dislike using even the labels. Labels are for cans, not for people, but uh, just to understand a set of symptoms, right? And that's a whole nother subject where we like the disease model because it's like putting again in a category rather than understanding the whole body perspective. So we like those simplistic terms, but when it comes to healing the body is more complicated than that everyone is an individual what works for one might not work for the other but definitely in terms of um mental illness or mental illness it's about connection so in in the world we live in today everyone talks about herd immunity for these viruses but it's actually it's about herd community we can look at that as a solution for both the body and the mind, really connecting with another human being to, um, you know, process and, and remove the layers, remove the layers that are frightening the patient and frightening the bystanders or, or the family uh, relations and whoever is in their life. So it's about removing all layers uh, sitting with each other, and that's why in Sufi Salon, um, we say we just sit in the present. So a person who has these labels, it's very difficult for them to sit in the present because of their perceptions about the past. You know, they're, the, they're stuck in the past and allowing it to affect the present. You know, there's a beautiful saying that um, you still have time to change your childhood it's because as soon as we look at it differently not as a victim you know there's that triangular um you know the triage that we put everyone puts themselves into in um a victim oppressor or savior but there's a lot of gray area in between that we have options dr kelly brogan talks about that um, I like to quote all of the great teachers and healers that we have, like Grace herself is an incredible healer because people need to know who are the true healers and they don't necessarily always have initials, right? After them, they're incredible healers we have and people should know that. We want to live in a world where everyone gets to be known for their forte, whether they are licensed in it or not. I mean, I'm not a licensed clinician. I came into it by accident. I'm an accidental, um, well, a teacher is really, um, in terms of health, I actually teach rather than, um, you know, I don't treat. I just teach people how to heal. They can heal themselves. Then now what I'm doing is training groups of people so that we can do it much faster training groups of people how they can heal their body and heal their mind and do it for their family as well and then continue the concentric circles so we can heal this world that we find ourselves in you know it's um 
it's and and you know that's something we all need to recognize for sure we need healing at an exponential level right now but it's all available to us i mean grace okay. is a perfect example thank you so much fantastic fantastic um sharing of what you know what you have been doing and what you have observed because you brought up a lot of interesting um, concepts and perceptions like the one the first thing is when you said about unlicensed because you know right now the whole world knows if you know whether they're awake or not that many professionals especially those who are awake on are have been resisting or have been pushing back and some of them are threatened already with losing their licenses and others really just have to step up and said fine you know you don't want us to do that but there's for me there's a movement right now that whether license or not license if they know they have an expertise that they know that they can help someone get over or get through this hump of illness whatever it could be the illness from what's let's say from the fear or or from the poison dart itself or something there's a movement that's going on now that they even people are stepping up like early morning i received this email from other nurses so he said hey let's get together because things are happening fast so okay now you know we we all can see that so you know we we do need people like you letters or no letters degrees or no degrees because it's still the the what do they say how do they say the proof is in the pudding right so if it helps then it helps now and although if we have to trace back why it's happened that as if it's only the licensed one who can make a difference that's really been a distorted way of thinking education that goes way back maybe thousands billions of years ago so when you mention about that you could change the, your childhood i like that too because it's very beautiful to anticipate that okay if you could change your childhood because most of us it seems for my study and observation like a lot of our traumas come from that first formative years right and especially on the first seven years but now that we're grown we can stop blaming those years and just take ownership and responsibility and yes you said change your childhood and one and in in quantum science uh, asra i just have to remember that time is even it's not linear right time is multi-dimensional and it doesn't have to be from the past the present and the future but things can happen a lot together all at the same time so thank thank you for bringing that hope now and 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 let me just tell you that at first just before you came on i said oh i wrote the wrong title it means mental so i edited it and then i said no mm. it's right it's mental <laughs> so i edited <laughs> and then i said what a, what a powerful title because technically a lot of things out of people don't understand that it's it's even beyond that trauma in the childhood or something right and a lot is there's a lot of metal things especially nanoparticles that's been being imposed on us without our consent or if we consented we didn't know the whole impact of those metal things whether it's by using um aluminum and in our cooking or you know not knowing that most of the most of the jabs have aluminum in it so yeah the metal can cause mental illness and yeah and but sister what can you suggest how else can those who are struggling or have been labeled with this can really get help because i I have a connection with those people as well. And most of them, the sad part is they are already in the system. When I said they're on the system, they are on the Medicaid, okay? They're on the welfare program. And there may be, so in that welfare program is kind of like having a socialized medicine that they are only limited to reach out to certain professional. So what, what, what else can they do? that can empower them how can they reach like people like you outside the traditional medical system i guess that they are in 
Thank you for that question, Grace. So um, for this, the best way to connect with me is sufisalon.com. There's a few programs we have. And um, we're actually offering something for your viewers especially. Um, so what they can do is sufisalon.com forward slash QN. Um, not capital QN for quantum nurse, which um, is a representation of Grace's work. So just for your viewers, um, we're putting together a package. So ufisalon.com forward slash QN. Now, if you don't want to do that, because that does have a, um, you know, a price wall to it, but upcoming, I'm, um, you know, God willing, also going to be doing pro bono work. Um, and coming to you in various cities. Now, what I want to do, and I'm announcing it here first, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, his birthday is coming up around October 18th. It's not exact because we follow the uh, lunar calendar. And then we know Christmas is coming up, obviously, a couple of months after that. So what I want to do between the Prophet Muhammad's uh, birthday and Jesus' birthday is come to various cities free of charge and just teach people the techniques that I use, both for the body and the mind. So through Sufi Salon, we will be doing that to kick off and celebrate both birthdays, both um, and just showcase to the world uh, the healing, the power of healing to heal America and to heal the world at large. So um, we ask for all of your viewers and everyone who listens afterwards for your prayers um, for that to be successful and that we can launch it. But in the meantime, what I do regularly is through SufiSalon.com, I do have regular trainings for training how to heal yourself, the body and the mind. And so that is a special offer that we're doing just for your viewers for a very limited time only. And I, like I said, you can find that on sufisalon.com forward slash QN. And then after that limited offering that, that is through a paywall, the um, complimentary, complimentary teachings that I will be doing, hopefully through coming to various cities to you, look for that coming up as well when the Prophet Muhammad's uh, birthday comes uh, next month, within about three weeks, also on sufisalon.com. So look for that. And anytime you forget my websites, because I have quite a few, um, just look up Esra Adiba and you should be able to find my work. So I hope to be able help, to help a lot more through that. So again, you know, it's, it's easier to just say there is a disease model and take a label, but it's harder to say in terms of metal illness or mental illness to say that I wasn't loved the way I needed to be loved. I was hurt by the people that should have loved me or I was hurt by the people who loved me. That's in essence what is underneath. I don't think people realize that. That is at the core level of what happened to those who are labeled with a mental illness. It's really making a symmetry of what happened to you. And moreover, what were the thoughts, the, your perceptions of what happened to you? It's even more important. And once we uncover all of that, then we become responsible. So look at the word re responsible. So responsibility. So someone who has these labels, they don't have responsibility because they don't have that, that response, that reaction ability is off kilter. But once we become whole, we become healed from that, all of it. And it's all possible right now. That's what I want everyone to recognize that although if you go to the mainstream, everything looks like we're in mayhem and we don't have solutions for anything. But underneath all of that, the truth is we have solutions for everything. We have healing for everything. And actually a lot of mysterious illnesses because I'm not trained in the boxed systems I'm able to access whatever, you know, asking God firstly to guide us to where the healing is, you know. And the Prophet Muhammad said, There is not a disease that is ever sent on the earth by God, except God also sends its cure. 
So it's a profound statement. The cures are here, just as the diseases are here. We just need to uncover them, unearth them, literally. And even allopathic um, treatments, they're actually unearthing the cures, but then they cover them up with synthetics, hiding you know, what the actual medicinal herbal property they're using is. But we can access that directly. So the truth is there's a lot of goodness um, that we need to share. And that's what we hope to do with Sufi Salon, sufisanctuary.org, all of my sites um, and work. It's just to connect people, remind people we are living at a time of great discovery. Discoveries are there, but they're hidden. So, and the heart to heart connection is one of the most fundamental in all healing. I think you know that, Grace, and all great healers know that. that you know, even those who go to psychiatrists, traditional ones, they even recognize that the ones who get healed by their uh, psychiatrists, in spite of these very toxic drugs, SSRIs are one of the most toxic drugs on the planet, they get healed because of the connection with the, that psychiatrist that they made, not actually the medication. So there are statistics about that. So. It's a great time to live. And if we focus on that, I think it's one of the best things that we can do for our own healing and uh, reverberating to our families and everyone around us. So those are some of the offerings I have. And hopefully I see you when I'm on the road or you come to the site. And obviously you can connect with me there. Yes. And thank you for everything that you do. And I don't you hear really you, Grace. I hope you oh. can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. I can. You hear can hear you. me. Uh huh. I don't hear you, unfortunately, and oh, okay. I would love to hear you. Okay, you want to just check? Hopefully, it check. comes back for me. Uh huh. Check it because I can hear you. Okay, I'm gonna message you that I can Let hear me see. you. Oh, uh -huh. I I can hear you now. Sorry, it was. Uh, oh, yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Oh well, you know, we always had to be flexible and see what we could do even with this technology <laughs> <laughs> yes we just I said, you know but i just you know everything you said again it's in, it's important and hopeful and that's why i like conversations that we i know we are aware of there are challenges but there's it's again there's so many solutions and just like uh, you said that all all illnesses or, or whether you call it illnesses symptoms of of or our body calling for change it's there's always it's always there it's always there's a there's it it invites us to do an action and um i want to share with you that when you said about responsibility that reminded me of um what the, the consciousness the higher consciousness calls us and in my in my learning especially studying um, with Dr. Jared Duhenio, and you may, you have heard Dr. Duhenio because he's also in Dr. with Dr. Butar's circle of uh, you know healing teachers or profound teachers. So in the higher consciousness, which is always the foundation of our healing, it it asks us to have those responsibilities of self responsibilities actually, and one of those self responsibilities is to be able to um, work on how we can actualize the things that we believe are right and we can actualize our sovereignty or our freedom. You, you actualize, you know, how we use our efforts, right? Because sometimes many people say, oh, I don't have time to attend meetings. So I don't have time for, when I say meetings, you're already giving them opportunity, but people say, oh, they don't have times. And then, responsibility to have that discipline and of course responsibility to have that love shared in the community and so on and so forth and those are when you i say responsibility is more that of that self-responsibility and and when you mention about um yes uh, immunity is immunity equals community and community equals immunity and again with that a point that okay we have to be responsible and do these things now, what is our greatest um, strength, do you think? Or what's our greatest power? Because many times lately, people like some people will say, hey, let, let, 
I can do anything. There's nothing. And others will, of course, prayer is very powerful. But, but basically, they again, they will not go to, to any of the, let's say, modules, obsessions, or meetings, or even prayer meetings. What is our greatest power as human beings made in the divine image of God? It's to be connected to God in the moment, regardless of everything that has happened to us up until this moment. If, you know, and all of the, the wisdom uh, of various cultures teach this principle um, and use different words and verbiology for it, but it's about being in the present. Being in the present with God consciousness allows us to heal, allows us and affords us entirely to heal. Now, trauma unresolved makes it very difficult to be in the present moment. So all it is is a glitch. Same thing for the body. The body has a glitch. That pain, it might have been even from an emotional pain that got stuck in the body. So. It's just about being in the present, connected to the person that is in front of you. And obviously we can see in that level why we have such disarray. If everybody is on their device, but not even understanding or being with the person in front of them in the room. Now we can connect right now when there's no one else in the room with us. And that is also powerful, but we shouldn't neglect the one that is present with us in the physical room that we're in because there's all the power to heal each other with that connection. So that is key, actually, the connection of another human being to heal the body. I mean, there's so many stories about people who come out of comas just from the touch. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you get frozen? <laughs> No, Can you hear and his family would come on a daily ba daily basis just to touch him. And that was it. That was the cure, which is everything. So we've lost that, that it's, it's the connection between each other. Dan Fisher is one of my teachers. He came up with ECPR, which is um, emotional. You know, it's a, a, it's a pun on the CPR, but it's an intensive emotional uh, uh, pumping of the heart and body. So C meaning connection, P is actually for empower, empowerment and R for revitalization. So it is one of the most fascinating ways to really being in the present moment and it heals people. Everything from schizophrenia or more, which actually he, he had, he was a diagnosed schizophrenic. Dr. Daniel mm -hmm. Fisher, you can look him up. Um, he wrote a book about it as well. So he's one of my teachers, a phenomenal teacher. I mean, I should mention Dr. Peter Bregan, the conscience of psychiatry. Dr. Rashid Buttar, I would say, is the conscience of advanced medicine and all of the healing modalities there that people don't know about. And um, on and on, we have incredible teachers that we can access and healers like Grace, Morgan Kelani. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So um, I think that's the most powerful thing we have is to be in the present, connect ourselves with our creator so we can connect with each other in love. And love, as you know very well, Grace, it, it is a healing power in and of itself. Um, and it, it will neutralize the fear and everything else that we see all around us. So we, and we all have that, that, uh, within us. It just sometimes need a catalyst. That's what's so easy. We can, we can give it to another person by osmosis. So when you're sitting with the Sufi master, uh, a sheikh, um, or any, any, a sage, you know, this is why we feel so present and, and they reconnect us with God if we have forgotten. So we just need to be reminded sometimes and everybody can heal even in that moment. Of, of a spark to our heart. Beautifully so shared, <laughs> Sister Asra, she beautifully shared. And um, again, what, um, what came into my mind is that 
to 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 remind really people that we're not even disconnected right because you know the the source is always we're always with the source we're always be there except that we feel separated and that's the problem when now we all see our differences we get separated oh she you know like you said she did this to me she they did this to uh, their family they said oh she's she has a different faith she looks different she everything just became separation and yeah even that those letters after your our name right that's where there's organization for oh there's organization for nurses their organization everything is just separation at first at first i thought like even in the universities right they they have all these different groups of cultural thing i said oh it looks good but then if we we feel keeping get it, it feels like we're getting separate more than now to remember to connect as you said keep saying be connected be connected because first of all we're never it will never happen that we're not connected especially when it comes to the almighty source right so i think what led me to what that leads me to my question of if we are all raised if we are raising different faith and yet we are in this situation that we're all being mandated of practically the same thing okay <laughs> and we all know what that is how do we come together as people of different background different faith different um education and yeah we know about the the connection by the heart but it seems like this is what i want because this is okay and this is this is what you want this is what i understand so it's like okay so from from your point of view and your training and your faith how do we come together of, from different multicultural backgrounds of faith because i know we're all infiltrated too yes so th this is where we all have to look at the common denominator and look at what humanity as a whole is facing. So we need to protect each other and just come together regardless. You know, in Islam, we are taught that, um, you know, this life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that we have in America, these are the foundations of Islam. We don't even get to talk about religion. If there was somebody suffering around us, we have to solve that, come together. In Islam, we're taught to break your prayer. Your, your responsibility for mankind comes before your responsibility to God, actually, because who created that person that is before you and put you together? So we are responsible to take care of each other. That's how we used to live as neighbors. That's how we need to live as global neighbors. So, but we start with our own families first and our neighbors and the concentric circles. Now, what the media likes to do is make us worry about only what is thousands of miles away, but we can solve it all if we take care of each other for ourselves first, connect, which means we must be connected to our creator. And, and then we connect with our family members. We cannot fall into the trap that, you know, much of the world seems to want us to be in this divide and conquer between the partisan line, between your, you took the injection, I, did, I didn't take the injection. It's time we stop all of that. It's, it, we all have to come together and realize we need to help each other heal. It is the number one thing we need to do right now, help each other heal, regardless of where we fall in various compartments. It is. It, it has no bearing in the love that we have for each other. So that's partly why I want to take this on the road as a tour, just to show, you know, I as a Muslim will be going and meeting various people, which I have been throughout the summer traveling. I just have been traveling to various places. And, you know, you see, uh, especially because globally, what have we all been through? We've been separated in these lockdowns. So it's time we should be yearning for each other, regardless of each other's background. We need to embrace everyone around us. And that's how we will, we will overcome. Just, you know, it, it's not, and it's not about uniformity. 
you know, uniformity is where you think you have to all look the same. No, it's about unity, not uniformity. So we can maintain our different look, right? But coming together in the, with our hearts is what's important for all healing, for everything that the world needs right now to solve all the problems. I believe we can solve all the problems over a cup of tea. I absolutely believe that. And that's what I want to prove when I go on the road, God willing. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's always remembering unity and diversity because it's really impossible that we could all be all the same, you know. And my imagination always goes to the beautiful field of wildflowers. Because for me, wildflowers in the field is like all different. There could be thorny things, withering flowers, but beautiful together. And yes, and then knowing that common bond that common goodness that we all have yeah uh, so thank you thank you for that now on back to your data yeah, yeah yeah like your do you have like a protocol that you have been helping that you use and encourage people when they come to you like hey i think i'm gonna have this or mm -hmm. i know like a friend of ours um he was strong enough to get out of the hospital he he signed himself out so he now he got he's oh. really bad. he only got so sick in five days but nothing you know and then he signed himself out let's see he may not even be five days in the hospital no but he just at home and then did all the other protocols that everyone is saying on the online okay you just things that doesn't have to come from physicians, from nurses, but everyone who's been listening. So for you, what would you, you usually would recommend that will help? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and thank you for that question because if it can help anybody right away, you know, I would love to share this. So, and obviously this is a disclaimer that you're treating yourself, I'm not treating you. So if you would like, um, so the disclaimer is that this is available, first of all, for anyone to treat themselves with. And from the beginning, I have been saying, because for I have a decade's worth of data with infectious disease, um, people that I've helped through the years for sepsis and just about any infection, people that were, their limbs are about to be amputated. And it is so simple, it will alarm people that it is solving things and it's very hard to find this information on the internet so and i'm hoping to bring some of this information back through um some you know once i collate that in a specific place where i won't be deplatformed by the way i was deplatformed from youtube a couple of weeks ago one of my videos was going viral it was it was called honor caring just about um talking about it's it's um, not allowed to talk about these doctors that we have and make up lies and slander them when you know these are the doctors that are trying to bring the truth to humanity, whether it's about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or the natural routes. But anyway, so what I've been recommending from the beginning, because it's my work for the last decade for any type of infection, is food grade hydrogen peroxide. Now, anyone can get this anywhere in the world. So, and in America, you can get 3%, which is very safe. So, um, and for C19 or other viruses, now a lot of the naturopaths know about it for nebulizing. So, but my work is ingesting it. And that's harder to find that information actually about ingesting it online. I think it, a lot of it was scrubbed from the internet. So I'm hoping um, in an upcoming forum that I will put my data or at least some uh, resources that I know where you can see doctors had been using food grade hydrogen peroxide as inge ingestion. Obviously there are lots of doctors who use it uh, as an IV, um, uh, um, you know, um, hydrogen peroxide, but so you can actually obtain it yourself anywhere in the world. And the reason I like to share that is because it's one thing that is universal. 
If I get into specific protocols, you're going to say, well, I can't access that. That product is not available where I am. And this is an international broadcast. But just about everyone in the world, and I have given it to probably over 200 countries, over 200 people in the last year, everyone who came to me by the grace of God were able to heal themselves of C19 and other infectious disease. Now, some might have needed more a higher percentage than others. And I have to say with these so-called variants, we are needing higher percentage, percentages and dosages. So that might need to be tweaked, but it is a universal medicine that can be ingested. You know, look it up, do your own due diligence. I'm not treating you. You need to treat yourself, study yourself and look it up. There is still some information on the internet you can find about it but it is so simple and easy. And if you can't uh, take it because of sensitivity, like nausea, you can put it in juice. But um, unfortunately there you will find, so the caveat is that you'll find a lot of misinformation about it. And even a lot of naturopaths may not know about it and they think it can't be ingested or it causes ulcers. I've never seen that in my decade of um, data with it, with hundreds of people. So it's the simplest thing I can recommend for the number one thing people are afraid of right now, both for the shedding that one may be getting from those who have taken an injection um, and for the treatment of um, viruses themselves, including C19 and others, or any, any microbe, actually. It would be my number one route to go to. And actually, once I started recommending this, it eliminated for the people that I was teaching thousands and thousands uh, of uh, worth of products from their life, to tell you the truth. Thank you so, so that's much. That's from the body. That, thanks a lot. That's, um, that's also my favorite, one of my top five favorite. It's, especially, it also brought back memories in my early nursing years that we use that a lot for although it's for external things. Nevertheless, as years pass by, even for external things, we kind of use it less. But then yes. when I go back to it, if ever I go back to it, especially for external things, it always works, always work, you know, and it's, it's incredible. available. Now, um, yeah, we just had um, Dr. Robert Scott Bell also is uh, familiar with that. So to, do your due diligence to the viewers, as we said, and yeah, reach research that, and especially maybe go to those um, practitioners, podcasters, frontliners, doctors, and people who've been sharing because it you might find and you, it might surprise you that it would be on their website. Like recently, we just as I said, I, we had the, uh, Robert Scott Bell, and he's a homeopath, so. I think we talked about that. It may be just in his website. So that's beautiful. Um, yeah, internally, externally, in your bath. It's nice. It's excellent. <laughs> Everything. So um, now bring me back to the situation in New York. Have you had any experience yet? of someone if you had to go to a restaurant or to a supermarket or to any place that they ask for the card because i, I haven't yeah right okay yes no i actually are they well i'm in the suburbs right in okay westchester yeah. new york and encountered that at all actually yeah yes. so, we, we, so and i am working yes Go ahead. Chris. No, but you, you know, but I'm I'm saying that you may have not seen it yet, but it is there because we looked. Um, we were in New York yesterday, and there are really restaurant. It does say there, and they will ask you. Okay, so it's kind of like you have to be patient to look for that restaurant that may still be brave enough or have that sovereignty in them to you know take you in or let you order or purchase okay um so it's happening yes right that, that will... sister asra excuse me but i saw one article also that seems like in 
it, okay, they may be fine in New York, but then in Florida, the fine is on the opposite. <laughs> so I keep, there are some businesses that is asking people for that. I think they will be fine. So, you know, so I don't know. It's like a, it's like a game of chess, right? Right. Well, we all need to, you know, respect each other's stance. You know, this is where it becomes complicated, where we have to come back to the communication. So my body, my choice, right? Then how come it goes out the window for what we're seeing now? So we just need to, you know, be communicative and uh, with those who are imposing in these coercive measures and try the cordial route. And then, you know, if the person reciprocates, that's great. So I think it's all about coming back to that communication level with compassion. Um, Dr. Gabor Mate, he says, only when compassion is present, will people allow themselves to see the truth. So I think as long as we show the compassion and when we're trying to uh, connect with another human being, regardless of what it is they're trying to say or coerce upon us. If we start stem from that level of compassion, hopefully we get the openings. And then if not, then we have to be a little bit more firmer, right? And be confident in our stance. I mean, there's a lot of teachings that we need to impart right now. Um, you know, and uh, these wounds that we were talking about, trauma is a wound, but a wound can also give us wisdom that that's and that wild flower that you're talking about you know the wilderness gives us a lot of teachings if the forest if we only heard the most beautiful birds it would be an awfully quiet forest mm -hmm. so we need to hear everybody out and i think that's again where the healing is the oh. connection i like that i love that forest metaphor because yeah and there's this question, would you like to answer that? He said, how would you recommend taking hydrogen peroxide? Is there a ratio to follow? Yes. So for if you're not having symptoms and you're doing it prophylactically, then just the regular food grade hydrogen peroxide, 3% that you can get in America very easily, one to three teaspoons. And it's always to bowel tolerance. I will say for those of you, if you know anybody right now, that is suffering from the severe symptoms um, and you know fully diagnosed or not but severe symptoms i have found that you do need to get the 35 percent and you have to have you you must be very careful with the 35 percent um, as it will burn so always with water all food grade hydrogen peroxide always with water or juice and so in in terms of the 35 percent now we're talking about drops just three drops handled very carefully. So that's a caveat upon you to teach yourself. If you get the food grade hydrogen peroxide at the 35% level, now you're going to use only three drops in water or juice. Uh, three to, you know, and, you know, some people go up to nine or 10 drops, but it just depends on how severe the symptoms are. Um, so again, but it's to bowel tolerance or to nausea tolerance everyone is different of their sensitivity so watch your body watch your reaction do your due diligence and looking up what other doctors that have used it um you know but that's what i can share with you from what i've seen so it's based on your symptoms depending on how simple or severe it is it's going to uh, you're going to need a different concentrate that's the only difference so no, 3%, 12%, to 35%. Use okay. with caution the higher percentages. And you said with water. Is there particular water or any, any Distilled water? Distilled water is good, but anything you have, any good water is fine. So always okay. with water, just make it a habit because obviously that is where the major danger would be. Um, it is a corrosive, so you need to put it in water. The amount actually is not that important, I, you know, four ounces because you want to just use it as a shot because it's not tasty obviously you can put it in juice as well but um, in the last year people have treated themselves after um, knowing about this and having access to it and gotten themselves out of icu from that mm -hmm. as well the 35 percent especially 
So just drops, maybe three to five drops, in, and that may be three to five times uh, a day to bowel tolerance. Oh, thank you. So um, I just like it, and it is it is a fact, and uh, it is true for people listening to us and those who are not familiar, you know, that there are really certain things that you can do primarily so you can avoid being admitted to the to to the hospital because okay let's just say reserve the hospital for the sickest person you don't want to be in that category so you want to be not that sick so we start early with certain friendly um, natural available um, let's say let's not say treatments let's just say alter all interventions interventions that are common in the community okay and yep to gym so that you don't even get to step inside and then you don't have to be challenged with being in icu because it's really tricky once you're in icu it's very hard it's between life and death okay so sister asra um We've come to the end of our time, but this doesn't mean that it's the end, uh, temporary end, because uh, <laughs> anything more that you want to tell the people, tell the viewers, tell those who know you, those who don't know you, and where else can they reach out for you, or what? what's the best place for them to hear these things? Because obviously there's a lot of, you know, control censorship burning books burning what you know from the ancient days they burn books and now they're also censoring yes it's very unfortunate like i said um two weeks ago uh, i was deplatformed from youtube from one of the uh, videos going extremely viral um and it was just about unity and about everybody coming together so again i would say to go to sufisalon.com i also have sufisanctuary.org which has a lot of my teachings there are two um broadcasts on there currently that that are probably very important one one is called save the males another is called truth on trial um because they were they were taken off YouTube. So that's available on sufisanctuary.org. But again, if you forget any of my sites, if you just Google Esra Adiba, you'll find them all. Sufisalon.com uh, forward slash QN for all the viewers for today. Your special listeners were giving a deal so that if you want to be trained by me, both for healing the body and the mind, then we're offering it for a very limited time for your viewers only. And then if you want to look for the road trip that uh, God willing, I would be doing and bringing these things um, as a complimentary to various cities in America in celebration of the Prophet Muhammad's birthday coming up and ending at the Prophet uh, Jesus, you know, Christmas time. Hopefully we meet a lot of you on the road. So I'm really looking forward to that just to showcase that we can all come together. We can all unite the hearts and heal each other. It's all very possible. So, um, you know, we can become wise rather than staying in a place of being wounded. And that's how we'll come out of this time together. Um, and I would actually like to, you know, have a moment of gratitude for all of the healers. You know, Grace is an incredible healer. Healer. I mentioned the first one who took me on this trajectory, Dr. Abram Hoffer, who just with, with his work with schizophrenia should give enough hope to the world to know, don't, don't stuck, get stuck in the labels. Don't let only what is being presented to you be the only solution. Look for the solution because all of the solutions are there. I've mentioned some of the great names, uh, the healers of our time, and there's many more. So um, Dr. Rashid um, Buttar, as I mentioned, is the conscience of, of uh, uh, the advanced medicine of the body. Dr. Peter Bregan, the conscience of psychiatry. Dr. Gabor Mate, his teacher, A.H. Almas. Um, Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Mikovits for bringing and collating the information about toxins together in one place so that we can identify them. Um, so I use a combination of things in, in what we present on Sufi Salon and what we will be bringing. And I would say, just so people know, um, for mental illness or mental illnesses, some of the therapies that are outstanding 
um, our open dialogue, which comes from Finland. And um, uh, for OCD, there is something called ERP. It's just about knowing what works out there. So uh, take note of some of these things that I've mentioned, because it's after many, many years of research that I was led to a lot of these doctors and names and uh, treatment techniques that I'm mentioning here in one place so that you can just access it because we want to um, pull up the slack in time uh, because we need it now. We need healing immediately and it can be done in this moment with openings from God. So, you know, I love Grace's byline, you know, have a moment of grace. And my name, Esra, it means ascension. And everyone, every day needs a few moments of ascension from the temporal to connect with the divine. And that is actually truly the source of all of our solutions, as we all know. So we need to sometimes um, see that connection or feel that connection with a beautiful scene or a beautiful excerpt that we read or hearing something beautiful and obviously being, and if we don't see uh, or feel, then we are the beauty that we're looking for in the world. So it's up to us to be present, to bring it, bring it to others around us. So that's what I would say that the, the power and capability and responsibility is within ourselves to heal as a whole and all together. So we ask God for success in that. Thank you again, Grace, and everyone um, with us today. Amen to that. And uh, I just want to remind our viewers, please, just, just a little health tip that's very important. Keep going outside, receive sunshine and fresh air, and exercise your muscles regularly and stay in top shape because there's still the road ahead of us could be tough okay and uh yeah don't forget because we needed to have that physical body as much as that the spiritual body and light body and just to be the, our wholeness to be really strong which starts from going outside have some fresh air and enjoy the sun okay that's very important and uh, sister asra do you do you have a closing just as you had an opening prayer is there any closing prayer that you can share before we say goodbye and do follow the quantum nurse that life you could be subscribe so that you could always get informed okay you have any um yes absolutely i i'm going to end with a uh, prayer that um affects all of us right now because we don't know which things are harming us so in the name of God, we ask for his protection in any of the harm that may be around us, the things that we know and the things that we don't know. We ask in your name for, for your protection for all of those harms. And we ask for well-being and wholeness for us all. Inshallah, amen, so all whatever language you use, there you go. <laughs> so thank you so much, Grace. It was such a pleasure. Thank you very much. And sufisalat.com.